Hi, I'm Doug the Neighbor and welcome to my podcast coming to you from the Possum Trot Studios here in awesome Austin, Texas. Yeah, I'm Doug the Neighbor and you are in the Possum Trot Studios in awesome Austin, Texas. Now, we have been doing our podcast for the last four years and we have really truly enjoyed it and we're very, very happy to have you here as a listener. We are in our fourth year and we have listeners in 27 countries. So we are very, very happy to do this. We do podcasts concerning laughs once a month, 30 Bad Dad Doug the Neighbor jokes. We do uh, a podcast once a month called uh, Texas Money Game concerning cost and living in Austin, Texas. What it costs to shop here at the HEB and at the grocery stores and 7-Eleven things like that. And we also do a situation of uh, interviews with people uh, where we interview our neighbors. Everybody is a neighbor. Everybody's got a great story. And we've done about 70 of these interviews from people all across the country, from Vancouver to New York, from San Antonio up to Michigan. So we have done lots and lots of interviews. Doug the Neighbor interviews his neighbors. Now to our podcast listeners, you know, and the new listeners, you now understand that we do a little bit of housekeeping before we begin our podcast. And I would like to introduce you to Jojo Bear. He's the vice president in charge of production and drinking all the Dr. Pepper. He is in attendance. Cowboy Otis is our security. He's a very scary guy. Takes care of the Possum Trot studio. And then we have have Charlie Bluebell over here, and he's such a cute little puppy. We've got a little picture of him. He's the mascot here at the uh, Possum Trot Studios. Okay, let's go on to the weather window. It is stinking hot in awesome Austin, Texas, and I mean stinking. Stinking hot. It's been over 100 for the last week, and it's going to be over 100 for the rest of our lives. And that is why it is stinking hot in awesome Austin, Texas. And I've got the AC running 24-7 with a fan. And lots of Dr. Pepper, great product from Waco, Texas, that we are enjoying. Now, this is going to be a very special podcast because we are going to do a something a new series called Texas Movies. Awesome Austin, Texas is a film hub. We have South by Southwest and Austin City Limits here in the fall. So this is a movie hub building movie business here and we are going to be uh, reviewing uh, movies that are produced and shot in the state of Texas okay and our first movie is going to be Frank and Penelope okay and I will talk about that but let me finish with the housekeeping here all right we are to the sports report the Texas Rangers are playing the Houston Astros tonight but they're blocked out Games are blocked out all across Texas. This is the worst thing that could ever happen to baseball fans. And Marsha up in Abilene uh, called and uh, she gave me her two cents worth. And I will cannot repeat it because of how upset she is. She and I are longtime fans. And Marsha up in Abilene could, would can really give uh, voice her opinion, X-rated opinion concerning the situation with Major League Baseball 
at how they are depriving their fans of watching him on TV. And it is just nasty what they're doing. And they're, it's going to be their own fault because loss of fan interest. I've been a fan for uh, ever since the Texas Rangers moved to Arlington back in 71. First year they started with 72. So I am a big, big fan, and they are killing baseball in the state of Texas. Can't even get the Houston games here, and we're only 200 miles away from Houston. But on another hand, Doug the Neighbor podcast is now going to be promoting the Savannah Bananas. Please look this up on YouTube. They play in the Coastal Plains League, and they are the team that dresses in yellow, does the dancing, does all the antics, but they are truly a good baseball team because they are 11-2 in the Coastal Plains League, and tomorrow night, June 14th, they are playing the Flemington Flamingos. If you have fun, you win, and when you win, you have fun. Savannah Bananas are 11 and 2. And here we have in this little capsule story of the Texas Rangers and the Savannah Bananas, one organization, Major League Baseball, is killing their fan base. Savannah Bananas, they are building their fan base. And it is fun to watch them. And they are uh, just really, really something. And you can get them on YouTube. This streaming right there. Just sign on up. Don't even have to sign up or pay extra or anything like that. Now, let me continue uh, with this information here. Uh, we are very proud to announce that we completed the Doug the Neighbor Flipper Walk. It's called the Top of Possum Trot Flipper Walk. This is the second year that we have done this. And we completed it this weekend. Uh, myself, AP, known as the Bolton Bolt, and the Looney Canuck, who represented Canada, uh, Flipper Walked with us. And it's the toughest tenth of a mile marathon in America. And we benefited uh, our, our efforts toward to benefit and raise money for Dell Children here in Austin. And we raised $2,559. That's an increase over last year. And uh, very, very happy to have done it. And uh, the Looney Canuck won the Blue Bell Bucket. Yes, we have a trophy, the Blue Bell Bucket. She was the first one to the top of Possum Trot. And if you look on Google Maps, you will see that the top of Possum Trot is 560 feet above sea level, and it's very, very visible right there on Google Earth. And we were doing this event to flip off Big C. Yes, $2,559 raised for the top of Possum Trot flipper walk to flip off Big C. And we had that uh, charity event this weekend and it was good fun and one of the neighbors brought tacos and we just had a good neighborhood fun thing to do. Now that pretty much takes care of our uh, housekeeping. This is going to be the first of a series of Texas movies that I am going to review and uh, talk about. And this film was shot in Texas, produced in Texas, and uh, very happy. The Texas film business is booming. We have South by Southwest, Austin's Film Festival, goes on and on and on. And this is going to be the first of a series of podcasts concerning Texas movies. Okay, now you can also... 
read my review on Medium. Uh, my blog is on Medium there, Frank and Penelope, if you wish to read it. And this podcast will be some of my comments and some of my written uh, blog. So bear with me at how we do this. Now, I want to let you know that I watched this uh, on South Congress at a, a pub called Sea Boys Heart and Soul. It's a good fun spot. Now, this was not a closed screening. This, uh, there were about 125 people there. Some cast, some crew, uh, the producers were there, and a lot of people from the bar, uh, from the pub were there, and people off the street who saw the, the, the come on in free sign. So this is not a, you know, a super cool group, uh, uh, limited people who are watching it. This is a screening of everybody. Come see it. Give us your opinion. And I was able to talk to some of the people before and after, thus forming my opinion of Frank and Penelope. Okay, now, I let me just start off by stating that this film was produced by Redbud Films here in awesome Austin, Texas. And the small world story is that I did a podcast with Alan Gilmer uh, about a year ago. Very fun, affable man. He is the executive producer for Redbud Films, in other words, the boss. And he and I did a podcast, Doug the Neighbor podcast. Please listen to that. And he very kindly gave me a hat uh, a year and a half ago that I'm wearing right now. So we're talking about Alan. I'm wearing his hat. Now, the producer of... uh, this film is Scott Dolezal. Scott Dolezal. Okay, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. And then those two gentlemen, Alan Gilmer and Scott Zol- Dolezal, uh, they have also produced a film called Death in Texas. And also they did two documentaries. One is called... Uh, uh, Quentin Tarantino, where they interviewed people who have worked with Quentin Tarantino, and a documentary concerning the Saxon Pub here in awesome Austin, Texas, and it's a good fun spot, too. The Saxon Pub has been around a long time. So Redbud Films now has a resume of two documentaries, uh, Saxon Pub and one concerning uh, Quentin Tarantino, and two feature films, Death in Texas, and Frank and Penelope, which is being released now, okay? And I was very lucky to uh, see the screening at Sea Boys on South Congress and had a great, great time. Now, let me continue. The producer, like I said, was Scott Dolezal. Hopefully I'm producing, uh, pronouncing that correctly. And the music was done by Ryan Erico and Jared Foreman. The camera was by A.J. Retano, Retano, and the editing was by Chris Patterson. Okay, Now, the screening at the Sea Boys was outside on one of those huge screens, and I had about a second row seat so I could see it, but the tad breeze, moved that screen around a little bit so the shadows, and this was about 9 o'clock at night, so the shadows uh, uh, the street lights made it a little funky sometimes, but I was able to get the gist of the story 
uh, and uh, it, but very hard to say yes the camera work was wonderful yes it was really good but it would be better if I saw it in an indoor uh, screening because I saw it on an outdoor screen and it was moving a little bit with the breeze and the editing the editing was good there was a couple of scenes in there that I thought could be a little sharper and uh, scenes that in there now. Why is that one in there? A little bit of head shaking there on uh, watching it. Now let us continue. Uh, the film was written and directed by Sean Patrick Flannery. Now he's a famous movie star, TV star. So he this is his first time uh, writing and directing, and he did a pretty good job. And now I would like to uh, move on here. Oh, the star the stars are Billy Budnich and Kaylee Cowan, and I will give a little bit of a review uh, about them and uh, talk about the entire film and this podcast will be a little bit of a, uh, a chat about my blog, reading of the blog, and then also comments. So please bear with me. This is the first time I'm doing this and trying a production style and uh, just uh, trying to get it done and hopefully enjoy it. So sit back and relax. Get yourself a nice uh, sip of Dr. Pepper. Mm -mm -mm. Great product from Waco, Texas. Now, let me start off with a little preamble here. Let me read this to you. And this is the Frank and Penelope movie review written by Doug the Neighbor. That's me. It's on my Medium blog, and now we're doing a podcast. And let me just continue here, okay? The movie was written and directed by Sean Patrick Flannery. Now, let me start. In 1897, Virginia O'Hanlon, then eight years old, wrote to the New York Sun newspaper, The Sun, the most respected newspaper of its time, seeking the answer to the question, is there a Santa Claus? We all know this famous story. Virginia O'Hanlon, eight years old, wrote to the New York Sun, is there a Santa Claus? Frank P. Church, editor, answered with a heartwarming editorial concerning love, generosity, and devotion that Santa Claus does exist. This editorial is republished every Christmas. It's a beautiful, beautiful story, and it's republished every, every Christmas. Now, this is 2022, Austin, Texas. Excuse me. And for every movie director writer, actor from New York City to L.A. who dreams for that first opportunity. Alan Gilmer, a jovial, bearded man with smart as a whip, good old boy sensibilities, has created a movie production house for your dreams to come true at Redbud Films of Austin, Texas. With a resume of two documentaries and two Texas Tuff feature-length films, Death in Texas and now Frank and Penelope, Alan Gilmer is your Santa Claus. Bring your best scripts, hard work, and devotion to your craft. Your vision will come true. Not since the great Roger Corman have the stars aligned in such a beautiful way. Austin, South by Southwest, young filmmakers, 
Red Bud Films, and Alan Gilmer. My reference to Roger Corman, he was the uh, low-budget film producer back in the 50s and 60s and 70s who allowed a lot of young filmmakers, Ron Howard, Dennis Hopper, many, many others, to get their start is actors, directors, writers, and he is a legend, Roger Corman. Please look him up. Uh, he's worthy of a podcast by himself. But uh, this is about uh, Alan Gilmer and Red Bud Films and Frank and Penelope. But anyway, Alan Gilmer is the Santa Claus for young filmmakers who wish to uh, expand their craft. Frank and Penelope, their latest offering, written and directed by Sean Patrick Flannery, is a Texas tough film. That implies there will be a desert, Cactus, cars, guns, bodies, babes, horror film that will scare the whiskey out of you. That's pretty scary, actually, film. That's pretty scary. Here is the synopsis. Frank sees his wife banging a yoga teacher. In desperation, he runs off to a strip joint for a pole dance by Penelope. Folks, in Texas, this is a natural Texas progression for that kind of event. For reasons other than go see a pretty highway like Thelma and Louise, they run off. That part was a little tad confusing why Penelope, a grifter who stole Frank's credit card, stages a fight to gain Frank's sympathy, would run off with him. Love at first sight, I would think. They end up in Big Bend, Texas at the Quicksilver Motel run by Mabel and Cleve, Chios the Master, and Cookie the Muscle, four of the wackiest crystals that breathe around a table of truth. Add in a pretty gal, Molly, whose car has broken down, gets groped by Cleve and forced to stay at the motel. So you can see how uh, the characters are all lining up here at the uh, Quicksilver Motel. Now, the events get rolling when Cookie is caught carrying an arm across the parking lot. Frank and Penelope are oblivious because they are constantly grind grinding in the motel room. Another twist, Chizos offers Frank big bucks to have a baby with Penelope to save the family fortune and the deserted town. Thus, Penelope's loyalty, loyalty is tested. Plus, Chizos has a hidden talent as a chef. Yikes, that was a pretty scary part there. Penelope ends up jailed and charms Cookie. Frank gets dumped in a well. Cleve kills Mabel because she's doing lizard love with Jesus, then finds permanent re redemption. Molly, who was shot, rises from the dead, finishes off Jesus, and washes away his sin, washes away his sins. Now, I have never seen that before, and let me tell you, that is really scary. Frank and Penelope return to Frank's wife and beat up the yoga teacher then drive off into the sunset, followed by the slimy strip joint operator from the beginning of the film. Add in two loony characters at the motel, a cool Dodge Super Bee and dead Texas Ranger, 
a recovered diary read by a voodoo nurse over a dead man, you got one scary, entertaining, Texas tough horror film with all their actors doing their job well. And this is very true. They, they, it's pretty scary, and the actors really did their work. Now, let me continue on my written blog, and I'll add in a little comments, uh, pithy remarks every now and then. Sean Patrick Flannery wrote and directed this film. His dialogue is fantastic, great phrasing, handled the complicated story well, and got terrific work from the actors. I am certainly glad his left brain story compass and right brain story compass were meshing up. But isn't that the purpose of horror films to confuse you with sudden appearances, head shakers, and now what's? He made it work with Frank and Penelope. My free advice from Doug the Neighbor, free advice for a dollar, because of his dialogue and handling of wacky characters, Sean P. should be writing a comedy as his next project. Okay? That's a true opinion. He should be writing a comedy. He did a great job on this horror film. Now needs free advice for a dollar. Move on to a comedy. Frank is played by Billy Budnich. I hope I'm writing, uh, stating that well. Billy Budnich. He is of the James Dean Clint Eastwood School of Acting. Interestingly, he never got his t-shirt dirty after Texas sweat, fights, blood, grime. This t-shirt stayed white the entire time. You have to think back to the great westerns. Good guys wore white hats. Red Bud Films will be selling the Frank Tees in their merch department. His character was a little odd, not a hero type. He was kind of actually a dumb bunny concerning Penelope in the bad situation he got them into. Everyone else saves the day. It was a little confusing as the hero. Penelope, Kaylee Cowan, having met her during the premiere for a short chat, yes I did, I chatted with her, just a short chat, her transformation to Penelope was amazing. And that is acting. She has a soft, seductive voice. She became the grifter Frank fell for. We will see her in bigger productions. And this is my free advice for a dollar. Clear off the mantelpiece for an Oscar. That is a true opinion. Her transformation from herself, Kaylee Cowan, to Penelope was amazing. Chizos, who's the master, was played by Jonathan Skache, S-C-H-A-E-C-H, Skache, the master. He had silver hair and a very menacing voice. He played his role well. Mabel is Donna Dierico. I'm sure she is a nice lady shopping at the Kroger, but the next film she is in, I'm wearing a flak jacket. She is creepy. She, Mabel, ran the Quicksilver uh, Motel. She's creepy. She's really she's creepy. Cleve is Brian Mallard. 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 Brian Mallard. M-A-I-L-L-A-R-D. Mallard. Mallard. This guy's a surprise. 
This guy, truly, let me repeat, is a real surprise. Gritty, nasty, dirty teeth, the last thing you want to see on a desert highway. He played his loathsome character well. It is called acting. My free advice is next role as a leading man. There is an Oscar in his future. I am t he, he really, really played his character well. Okay, now Molly was played by Sydney Scotia, a very, very interesting use of her character. She created most of the drama. Uh, think back to uh, a Psycho. There was a lot of scenes, little scenes in there that reminded me of Sky Psycho. And Molly was trapped on the highway dealing with Cleve, who was the tow truck, tow tr tr tow truck driver and uh, works the uh, Quicksilver uh, motel with uh, Mabel. Uh, she, she's trapped on the highway. She has to deal with Cleve. She's the one who rises from the dead and gets her revenge. Her, my free advice for her is... Sydney, keep doing what you're doing. Big things are coming to your mantle place, and I mean an Oscar. She is really scary situation. She created most of the drama, which was kind of interesting aspect of, of the film. Now, Cookie was interesting. It was played by Charlie Kuntz. He plays the muscle, the big guy in the, in the Quicksilver Motel. Odd blend of humor and menace, and a very good high horror film high compliment. He dies good. That's a high compliment for a horror film. He dies good. Now, the Texas Ranger uh, in the film, Texas tough uh, type style of film, you gotta have a Texas Ranger. This was played by Kevin Dillon. You remember Entourage? He was the, <laughs> he played in, uh, in Entourage. Uh, he was—he's—he is one of the most likable and watchable actors uh, on TV and film. But he was very underused in this. He only had about three or four scenes. I uh, would have liked to have seen more of him. Okay, now the nurse is Sonia Eddy, uh, and she has a terrific, terrific voice, and we'll be hearing more of her. She played the voodoo nurse reading a diary, and she was quite good. And uh, I'm putting her up there with James Earl Jones and Morgan Freeman. She's a new voice. She is something. Sonia Eddy. Now, there were two other characters, Magda and Ophelia. That's played by Jade, Lorna Sullivan, and Lynn Shea. They round out the creepy guests at the Quicksilver Motel. And they, they did a pretty good job. Now, let me just move on down here. Let me just get another sip of Dr. Pepper here. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, Sean Patrick Flannery wrote and directed, did a great job writing and directing Frank and Penelope. That's my opinion. He did a great job. Most horror films have the girl spraining the ankle when they run away. We all know that scene, and here usually it's here it comes. But Sean P, that's my new nickname for him, Sean P did not. He did not use the girl sprains the ankle uh, bit in the horror film as they run away. He did not use it. He used an inventive old school device that earns a tequila shots on me for the entire cast and crew. Because he did that scene and the rest of the film was great, tequila shots on me for the entire cast and crew. This was good stuff. 
my free advice, go see Frank and Penelope and get a movie poster. They will be collector's items, okay? Now, that is my movie review, my first Texas tough movie re- review for Texas movies for Doug the Neighbor podcast. Now, I hope you enjoyed it. Go see uh, Frank and Penelope. Uh, it's uh, Also, if you get the chance, see uh, Death in Texas. That's pretty darn good, too. And uh, the same style, Texas tough, cactus, guns, desert, uh, lizards, girls, uh, blood, all sorts. Texas tough movement. Okay. Now, please, I hope you enjoyed my uh, Texas movie podcast. This is the first of a series. The next one will be out about the around the first of the month, and we will look up at some very interesting low-budget films that are being produced coming out in Texas, okay? Because we are in Doug the Neighbor, and I am here at the Possum Trot Studios here in awesome Austin, Texas. Please take your karma vitamins and always be kind, and Call your mother, make her smile, all the best.